Matt Lautner Cattle Instant Reaction Podcast. Steve Martin family reviewing the Grand Champions Market Hog at the 2021 Indiana State Fair. And Steve's like, let's get him out one more time. So me and him got him out the yard, just let him piddle around, be a pig. And he goes, Mom, this one ain't coming home. And I'm like, I know he's not, Dad. He's not coming home. I love it. And when Shelby took him off the trailer, it was like he was breathing fire. That thing could have went to the show ring right then. Many 4-H'ers that will listen to this podcast, Dream Big Dreams. Listen how Chubbs became one of the all-time greatest boars ever. Like a rocket ship. Hola, uh, Steve Martin, best barrel ever episode. Number 96 or 5 or what was that, boys? 96. 96 has went. From zero to hero today, and I mean like rolling, not quite as quick as the old Matt Popelka episode about the uh, Herefords beating the exotic at Fort Worth two and a half years ago, but really fast. So, boys, you've broken to the top 10 out of 96 episodes. How does it feel to be pig guys and rolling that quick in the, uh, on the MLC Big Show podcast channel? That's how this group does it. That's right. <laughs> Well, I don't, I mean, we're not just pig guys. I mean, we got cattle backgrounds, you know, me and Blake do anyhow. And, no doubt, uh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, you know, that's right. But I'm, whether you're a pig guy, sheep it's a, guy, cattle guy, it's a truly, work ethic, still, yeah. still the same. So, I'm going to uh, say, I'm going to say it was probably like all that political talk, you know, excuse me, all that FJB stuff, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. the, the timing at which you picked up this barrel. That went on to be grand champion at the Indiana State Fair, undefeated, what was it, five or six times? Six times? Uh, we showed him six times for State Fair. In the jackpot and, season, yep. And then 7-0. Yep. Uh, with He kind of reminds me of Olivia Caldwell's 2015 American Royal Grand Champions tier that was 8-0. So these are the only three franchises to ever go undefeated in the season is Olivia Caldwell, Steve Martin family, and the 1972 Miami Dolphins, 17-0, Super Bowl champions. So, Hey, can I, can I give you a little input on the Olivia Caldwell steer? Yes, sir. Go ahead. The oh, cow oh, oh. Was, the, the cow that she was out of, Steve, Steve Martin bred and raised that cow. But you did really good, Steve. Thank you for interjecting <laughs> and just telling your own story. So. The uh, Grand Champion Steer at the 2015 American Royal for Olivia Caldwell that I just mentioned. That cow, born and raised at the Steve Martin Herd. So Steve's been kicking ass and taking names in the livestock industry for a lot of years now. Congrats, my buddy. Thank you, bub. So but, that uh, cow, that cow, or that particular female wasn't Ali. Now, what was the direct mother? Yeah, it was a northern proven out of a four-play cow. And okay. then... Yep. That's how that's how that cow is bred. So she sold through uh, Tracy Goretzka's fall sale for how much? Yeah, thirty-five five. And my old that's... buddy, my old buddy Corey Danson had something to do with that deal. I think he was helping uh, the victims at that point. But uh, yeah, Tracy sells it for thirty some thousand, and yep. everybody goes home happy. I mean, it was yep. just an amazing heifer. She was really good. She just wasn't quite good enough to beat old Charlie Wilson's Patty O'Malley heifer. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> That's right. I think we had what reserve brand out here, junior nationals behind. Oh you. yeah, but here, but here's yeah, you that's right. You. So what? What you I will you. say, what I will say is, is uh, that uh, your cow that we're speaking of right now raised Caldwell's steer 
Whereas Charlie Wilson's two back-to-back -back Patty O'Malley heifers that win junior nationals, guess how many high-dollar ones they raise? The data on Charlie's heifers is they raise zero good ones. So you yeah. win the American Royal, Charlie raises zero. So you actually won the won the war, Charlie won the race. <laughs> yeah. Specifically about the evening that you you leave Dan Young. Uh, Dan Young, I know you're listening. You leave Dan Young's house and you head on up to a little town in western Oklahoma called Leedy, Oklahoma. And instead of stopping at instead of stopping at Kirk Sturwalt's, you roll right by there and go to Blake Goss's. So, or well, excuse I me, should I say Goss Livestock? Now you got there at what three in the morning? No, I think it was what one thirty, wasn't it, Blake? <laughs> I don't really know. And one thing, but, one thing that I will say that we said earlier, but I uh, got cut off. It's unique to the pig deal that you guys literally can look at pigs 24 hours a day if you have enough drivers and, and trade trade uh, trade sleeping or whatever. And yep. uh, so you guys roll into Blake's at 1.30, and then you roll out, and you get back to Indiana. I mean, just, Blake, I want you to offer a little bit about that, but then I also want to hear what Kelly has to say about not liking the pig whenever, she, whenever uh, the pig arrives back to Indiana. Go ahead, and I'm going to mute myself so I can shut up for a while. Well, I'll, I'll let Blake I'll take this. Yeah, I'll be the first to tell you that, you know, probably the two people that fell in love with that pig as fast as anybody was little bro. Ty found him in the nursery. And when we moved him to Chips, he kept pointing him out. And I did like the pig. But when Steve got there, I mean, it was like opening presents on Christmas morning. He just stared at him. And he'll tell you that that pig found him. He didn't find the pig. But now I would say little bro found him first. Well, we'll go one step back. Mom brought him to the world and got him alive in the farring crate. Little bro found him, and then Steve Martin found him, and the rest is history. Yes, sir. And uh, you brought those pigs out, Blake. That's our call. I mean, I never even said a word about nothing, did I? I just no. kept my mouth shut. And... Uh, can we talk about the psychology? This has nothing to do with this particular story, but the psychology, Steve, of – like slow playing your favorites so you don't get it run up your ass. I'm in not that the <laughs> nobody would nobody would do that, especially Blake, because he's a great guy. I'm saying there's a there's a special little uh uh way to not be overly interested in an animal, whether that be a steer or a or a pig, just so you're not like, you know, you might, they might add a five hundred dollar extra retail price if the guy just is like, Oh my god, oh my god, I love this one. Well, I'll actually, I'll actually step in and, and tell a little story about this slow playing role, because when we were on our way up there, I was getting this lecture from Steve about <laughs> me liking this pig at Dan Young's, and he didn't have a ton of them to look at, and I just, right out of the gate, just said, hey, I want the pig, what's it cost? Well, we're on our way up to Blake's, and that Steve's giving me the lecture of, hey, you can, you can not show your poker face he's like you gotta you know try to price a couple different ones first and slow play it and act like you don't like that one and just give me this whole big rundown and i'm like okay i get it so we get to blake's and before we get there this, this the is same... brennan right this is brennan? yes this is brennan yeah. oh my gosh I, I just i mean i i think what you told would probably be just a logical story to a to a lifelong livestock person but for the people that are just tuning in for the first time, 
I think you probably blew people's minds that you're supposed to act like you don't like a calf or a, or a pig. And anyways, I just, I don't, I mean, I guess I'm trying to make this appealing to all levels of uh, expertise. And I do think that's a point to be made that you don't want to just uh, fall over backwards with your legs up in the air if you do find one that you do like. So go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. No, you're good. So we're getting to, close to Blake's and, and like Steve was telling me, you know, try to try to get the best bang for your buck and, and not just fall in love with one and get it priced out the wazoo to you. So he said, all right, this, this is what we got to do at Blake's and whatnot. And we roll into Blake's. And we no offense, Blake. <laughs> and we, we go, we go through these pigs and I'm just sitting there thinking, all right, well, we walk outside and I'm talking to Steve. He's like, Hey, we can't, can't do this. We got to slow play our role. Let's try to figure out how we're going to throw some of these together. I needed a few, nut, few more trading pigs. You know, I wanted to get pretty decent group out of there to, to roll with. And we walk back into the barn and uh, like Steve said in his, his earlier deal. Uh, and he started talking about uh, getting that one pin back out. And I'm like, okay, well, I maybe he's gonna, you know, price another pig in the pen or what. And typical Steve, he's strutting down that aisle. He's got the glasses on the brim of his nose. His hair's going everywhere, and that pig takes three steps out in the aisle, and he sticks out his belly, and he looks at that pig, looks back up at Blake, and he goes, "How much?" And I mean, that Blake fired away in no time. And that Steve said, sold, picked the pig up, threw him in the popper, didn't care what else happened the rest of the night. It was over <laughs> with. He didn't care if there was 500 more pigs to look at. That's awesome. I mean, whenever you think about the long-term impact of that decision, it really kind of puts you in the in the driver's seat of, like, how cool that was that uh, Steve, even though his wife didn't particularly care for the animal when he got home, and maybe possibly Brennan didn't care for the animal in person. Steve got a feeling about that one. And uh, that's just unique. The story can be told now that that thing went undefeated, kicks some butt. And, uh, you know, it's an advertising piece for the ages now in terms of the Goss livestock and the uh, Steve Martin show pigs and, and your operation as well, Brennan. So congratulations. And maybe, Steve, you could expand a little bit about what your family thought about the pig when he got back home. <laughs> Well, I'll let Kelly handle this question because uh, we called and woke her up when we was coming down the road. I said, you need to get over here at the barn, and we're getting ready to drop him off. And it's early in the morning, and, and uh, we was going to drop pigs off. And Brennan, he was getting ready to go to bed. We drove all night, and I was getting ready to take off and go up northern Indiana and keep on looking at pigs. But uh, I'll let Kelly, Kelly talk about this. Real, real quick, Steve. Steve. Uh... Yeah. Whenever we come back after Kelly talks, could you just give a brief strategy or a brief amount of time that you have to set aside for your pig hunting in the spring? I mean, is it a week-long process? Is it a weekend process? Oh, it's it's a couple of months. I mean, it's like you delivering semen. I mean, I, what Brandon, that first week we went out, what we do? 3,500, 4,000 miles that first week? Yeah, it, I mean, it was, it's, it's nonstop from, you know, end of December all the way through 
you know, middle of March. And I mean, it's just, you know, long trip after long trip, weekend after weekend. And, I mean, I don't even want to know how many thousands of miles we've we've put on each year in a three-month span going everywhere. It's not like you delivering semen, Matt. I can tell you that. Because you got to hit every one of them. Yep. You know, you don't – you can't leave one rock unturned because if you don't turn over that rock, that might be the one that you need to turn yep. over. Kevin, you know? are you in here? Yeah, I am. Okay, I want to I want to let Kevin ask a few questions because his knowledge about pigs is a lot better than mine. But here's one last question, and then I'm going to mute myself for at least five minutes. Uh, well, we hear I mean, yeah, absolutely, and I'll I'll piece this together in post production. But uh, I guess what I'm saying is is like, uh, yeah, it is. It does sound a lot like semen selling or calf hunting in the spring or the fall. But uh, the thing that really really interests me is a dumb cattle guy is the fact that this hog according to earlier statements was passed over by probably what would you say 10 20 30 40 100 people or i mean you saw something in the pig steve but i'm saying at the goss livestock how many how many approximately how many people might have seen this pig and passed on it we'll we'll leave that out so here's my question and i asked i asked this one earlier i'm gonna ask it again so as the story goes, this barrel wins Indiana State Fair, and uh, was it a full, a full brother or a different line of genetics you guys made into a uh, a boar? No, it's the same litter. litter so the full brother to uh, this grand hog at Indiana State Fair. What is his Chubbs. name? Chubbs. Son of the full brother. Hidden treasure. Hidden, Hidden yeah. treasure. Now, this is a question that you told me you didn't want me to ask you, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Did Hidden Treasure make you guys above $5? Did Hidden Treasure make you above $50? Or did Hidden Treasure make you above $500? I would say that he's made enough for Steve can buy me dinner when he wants, and I'll buy him dinner if he wants. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. He made him over $500. And then I believe that pig went on... Uh, to sire some hogs that have won this spring. Is that right? Yeah, Steve's yep. guilt that Sanders raised, and then we had a pig in Kansas that was our grand last weekend. Okay, uh, and I'm just going to say this to that. As a bull buying owner of some genetic bulls in a totally different species, I'm going to assume it's probably exponentially higher than just $500. But congratulations on your $500 profit, boys. <laughs> Thank I'm going to slide in a note. She's bred the roll call, the boy we just sold premium blend, the Laird crew. Okay. Now, uh, Kelly Martin, take the lead. And then, Kevin, I want you to answer, ask some questions for a while. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Steve brought. Steve called whenever they were on their way home and said, hey, Mom, I, I think I got one. He said, he goes, just keep your mind open when you see him. And I, he, they got him out of the popper, and I'm like, what are we going to do with this thing? He's a little, he was wider than he was long and little on the bow-legged side and just nothing but a ball and muscle. He was on the bow-legged side. Okay. Steve alluded to how he picked him earlier, so I thought maybe he was different than that. He was, he was just, he was just on feed, hot feed. He needed to come off a of hot feed. I mean, he was there. So, and, did you, go ahead. And 
He's like, I just, he goes, I got a feeling about this one. He says, you just need to see what we can do with it. So, so did you immediately like dub him on like a team 18 to strip him down, or did you just kind of let him coast on something else, or what was I your thought on feeding the hog? We, we feed Showright. I, I put him on uh, the 15, Showright 15, and very little of it, and just kind of just let him sit and peeled the muscle off of him, let him get himself put back together. And once he got once he got where he was back inside himself and all everything was back in check, I mean, after that, he never not looked the part. He always Now what what how much did this rascal weigh when he come off the topper? When he, when you uh, first he saw him? I don't I don't shots. he wasn't very big. What do you think, Brennan? 50. Okay. Steve was so happy, he picked him up like he was a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, I was just trying to figure out how much Well, Steve's a big man, so he carried a when pretty big hog like a baby, so. <laughs> well, when he said put him in the back, I didn't know if he's going to the back seat or the back of the popper. <laughs> <laughs> If 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 if, 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 if he could go back in time, he probably would have been in the front seat as much as as, 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 all <laughs> as the family. I think one more question that I would want to ask Blake is: uh, Steve and Kelly had sent me some pictures from the show, and I guess you were there. Is that right, Blake? Yes, sir. Yep. So I mean, you're. I know that Steve and Kelly are the same, but you're like an industry. You're a veteran, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And he, I'm he's sure an you, icon. Uh, yeah, I mean, but he's my my icon. question, my question would be, so I mean, if I get a, a calf in the hunt at the Iowa State Fair, I've been there enough that it's not like I can't keep my heart from racing. Now, as a parent, I would I would assume their hearts are racing because they're trying to get this sucker done for the first time. But I guess what I'm saying is, as a breeder and as a as a person that's put put pigs in position before did you think it was close did you think ah, we got some stuff to work on when you first arrived i mean just just put me in your mindset about i don't know if you got their show day or the night before but just what were your thoughts out on site at the indiana state fair what were you thinking well i'll be honest with you i got there two or three days before i was in dallas fort worth airport and I guess they unloaded the pig off the trailer, and my phone went nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, probably 20 text messages, you better get here, Yep. or pig looks good. Well, then by then, you know, I'm ready to fly the plane myself. Yeah. <laughs> when, when I got off the plane, you know, I could tell Brennan's been around enough real good show pigs that I could tell that he was pumped up, and I'll never forget the first night we got him out. I just, yeah. you know, you can read body language. This Kelly, I mean, she looked like she was quivering like a dog trying to shit logging chain. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Steve, he's pretty big, so he stays pretty calm or he'll hurt somebody. Yeah. But yeah. we get him out, and it was, you know, it's one of them deals of I hate playing not to lose. When you Every say, when you say, when you say, let's go for it, I guess, what do you mean? You're thinking about showing that as a breed or what do you, what are you saying there? No, just don't play scared. We know how good he is, but you can't play scared to win a big one. Mm-hmm. We're talking about no weight. Of getting him ready and 
Sure. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be interesting to me. You're talking about weight there, Steve. Is that right? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. There's only two big shows that I've been one recently. It was 2018 Glover Steer Goes Reserve at Denver. 2015 Shockey Steer wins Denver. You like how your calf looks in the stall, but it all has to come together on show day uh, yep. and get them fit correctly at the Denver Stock Show because the family has to do it on their own. I guess, I mean, just as a serious question, I mean, like, I know that there's water intake and there's just a hundred different things that I don't even know about with pigs, but just, I guess you guys are, are giving me the sense that you are really super confident, but I mean, I've been to shows and you just, you, whether you think you have it by a 10 point cut or whether you think it's razor thin, you got to take it seriously. So just tell me about the concentration level, who was super serious, who was trying to, uh, you know, who, who was on pins and needles. Just tell me about the week. Can I, can I say something? Yeah. Um, I know we went up on a Thursday morning and Wednesday night. We sent after the chores. Shelby went home and Steve's like, let's get him out one more time. So me and him got him out in the yard, just letting him piddle around, be a pig. And he goes, Mom, this one ain't coming home. And I'm like, I know he's not, Dad. He's not coming home. I love and, it. And that was the longest trip to Indy we've ever made. I followed behind him, and I was just, the whole way up there, I'm like, God, just let him be four-legged when we get yep. there. And I'm not joking. When Shelby took him off the trailer, it was like he was breathing fire. That thing could have went to the show ring right then. He was there. He knew what he had to do. And I thought, when we got off that trailer and that pig was a moving, Man. I thought, the only thing we can't do, we just can't weigh this pig out. I just got Kelly. I just got to tell you this: when you said that pig got off the trailer and he was breathing fire, now I sometimes embellish, but I literally just had a a, a jolt of like a, a chill run up my spine yeah. when you said that. That's pretty awesome. That is amazing. That that way when he got off that trailer, I I was like, we just can't weigh this pig if. The only thing we can do is weigh this pig out now. He is ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And he Go knew. ahead, Kevin. He knew. Well, no, I was just alluding back to that comment I think Goss made. Was there a question on where you wanted to weigh him in at and keep your fill right? It didn't matter. Were you matter. pushing the scale? Or did you just decide, let's go heavy, fill him up, have all the room we needed, and battle with the big dogs? Commentary earlier whenever I listened, and there was some sort of very, very highly unique comment that the judge made in class that sent shivers up Kevin Mears' spine listening on Walton webcasting. Now, this ain't, I, I, I understand that you guys, this is the most enjoyable experience of your life, but I want some like serious, hard-hitting commentary about how you guys felt when the judge went off. What did he say? They're like tears of, of joy running down your mouth. When you came out of that class, you're like, they're going to win. Well, Matt, I'm going to tell you, I... The only time I seen Chubb show up there at the Indiana State Fair was the Grand Drive, and I was front and center. But for class, we showed off the West Green, and I paced up and down that long alley waiting for that pig to show. And I heard everybody started clapping, and I'm not joking. The next thing I see is Wyatt comes running off them bleachers like air walking, and there just yeah. happens to be some chairs there at the end of the alley. He drops down and has got his head in his hands. And I go over there, I said, did we get beat, Mom, or Wyatt? And he goes, no, Mom, we won the class, and he looks freaking incredible. And me yeah. and him sat there and listened to those reasons, and we both sat there and cried listening to those reasons. Oh, yeah. 
So if it you was know, just, uh, that, let's hear one of you, whoever's got the best memory or whatever, uh, tell me exactly the highlights <laughs> of what the judge said over the mic. Well, I mean, probably <laughs> Kelton Mason's. Oh, in Division Four, he goes, this pig, pig makes me nervous and I don't even own him. I, I mean, that's know. a unique, that is a unique comment for a judge, yeah. for a that's judge. I it was over. For yeah. a judge, I mean, can you imagine? Just put yourself in that position to look at a calf, look at a calf, look at a pig, and be like, "That thing's so good, he makes me nervous." That's just that's just like so unique, in my humble opinion. And then Troy Sloan asked for the mic in the champion crossbred drive, and and Troy goes, "This is probably the best pig I'll ever judge, and most likely I'll ever get to judge." Here's my personal story. Uh, I mean, I. I hate talking about Red Rocks, but I love the steer. But anyways, here, here's what I want to tell you. I was on the rail at Denver Stock Show in 2015. Me and Steve Bonham are on the same side of the uh, arena watching the, the class get that get placed. And similar to Kelly, I mean, I don't have a personal investment in the calf because I had simply sold him. So I wasn't quite as invested as Kelly, but I, I've been there where you don't even want to watch the class. You're so nervous. But anyways, Steve Bottom would not look me in the eye. He wouldn't he wouldn't gesture to me. He wouldn't look me in the eye the whole time, like an hour before the show, during the class. And then that steer wins that class. And old Judge Shike kind of went off on him as the easy winner. Then Uncle Steve, he comes to me as, as we kind of, we our, our paths crossed. And he gave me a big old smile. And he freaking gave me a fist bump. And he's going to win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we same feeling there at that uh in class. I mean we had our we had our group of guys back there and girls yeah. and and uh we were all standing on the rail when that pig got I mean, in class and there was you absolutely love the way your animal looks. But on the other hand, the judge has to agree with you. So there's always that in anxiety of whether it's gonna work out for a guy. No judge ever disagreed with us. Yeah. He, he never got that's criticized the difference between, at that's, any yeah, show. That's the difference between good ones and great ones. In this circumstance, this is possibly the greatest one. We call, we call him the goat. It's been awesome. I want any, any one of you, whether it be uh, Steve, Blake, or Brennan, I want to do this again. We'll, we'll just plan on doing some more at the World Pork Expo, okay? There you go. Yeah. That'll be, be good time. All, all, three, all three or four of you, just give a couple shout-outs. Go ahead. I, we got to give a few shout-outs to, to yes. our crew at yep. GL, Mom, Dad, Ty, yep. getting that thing rolling. But there's that Sam Smoot stayed up every night with this pig with Steve Martin. Yeah. I had to guess the title of this episode – Old Chubbs was breathing fire as he came off the trailer at the Indiana State Fair. <laughs> and that's going to be a quote from the Kelly Crone Martin. At the end of the fair, I looked like a carny because when Kelly drops my oh, ass off Oh, man, that, that, picture, bar, that picture that she sent me, it's uh, one, of the, one of the group pictures in front of your stall, in, like at your stalling area. You looked really tired. The big Most show, short. winner's... Winners make sacrifices, losers make excuses. The big show. God bless kids and cattle. The big show. It is what it is. 
I need you guys to give me your best WAP voice off of the Sopranos. Say something about, hey, we're going after them girls. Them girls out at the Indiana State Fair are really hot, them girls. What? I'm, that's my thing. You don't say girls. You say girls. These girls. Are y'all married yet, Mr. No. Brennan? No, sir. So if you walk into a bar and you're looking for a good-looking girl, do you prefer an Irish girl, uh, an Italian girl, or do you like to go for a, like a South American girl? Uh, a hot girl. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Good, good, good exit. There you go. Perfect. We'll see you.